Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet, so you don't have to, in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, August 21st. We're just days away from the start of the Junior Grand Prix season. Here we are. (laughs) I know. It's so exciting. We already know the rosters for the first three events, although they continue to change. I've noticed there have been substitutions here and there. But all eyes are going to be on Corsival this week as Mm -hmm. we focus on event number one. Right. But we'll talk a little bit more about that JGP event later in the episode when we look at the events that are upcoming for next week. So let's start off with our event results. The Skate Ontario Sectional Series August event was in Mississauga, Ontario. This was the first competition of the season for Keegan Messing, who won the senior men's event. Roman Sadovsky participated in the short program where he actually beat Messing, Hmm. but Sadovsky did not compete in the free skate. We'll put a link to that results in our show notes. The BC Super Series Summer Skate was held this past week in Burnaby, British Columbia. In the senior men's event, Conrad Orzel, Wesley Chu, and Team USA's Liam Kapakis competed in the event. The Onyx Challenge, which is an NQS event for ice dance, was held in Rochester Hills, Michigan this past couple of days, actually. In the senior event, there were a lot of withdrawals before the event even started. Kayla Cottrell and Vladislav Palkowski won the senior event. I think that's their first competition win. Helena Carhart and Volodymyr Horovy won the junior event. Helena's little sister Marion and her partner Dennis Bledsoe won the juvenile event. Molly Taylorson and Kajin Pang, who are coached by Sasha Zaretsky, Matthew Gates, one intermediate, and Michelle Daich and Wiles Middlecoff, one novice. There were also singles and pairs at this event too, Daphne. I did not know that, but it's not a qualifying series event for singles and pairs, so just for dance. Just for dance. There are a lot of NQS events. I feel like the last couple of weeks, we continue to say, and this is an NQS event, and this is an NQS event, but it's very different. You know, some are for ice dance, some are singles and pairs. Some include both but are not qualifying for one of the disciplines. Right. So it gets a little bit confusing at times. Right. Well, here's another national qualifying series event. The Potomac Open was held in Ashburn, Virginia this past week. Our Melanie was the official event photographer. Ting Sui won the senior women's event with Jill Heiner and Gracie Gold finishing in second and third. In the junior women's event, Katie Kraftcheck won with Sarah Everhart finishing in second. And Sarah's actually heading to the Junior Grand Prix this week. Uh, she her first, is. Yeah, her first uh, Junior Grand Prix. And Juliana Barsley finished in third. At the Southern California Open Championships in Valencia, California, which was an NQS event for singles and pairs, we did have the return of Andrew Torkashev. Ah. He was competing for the first time since the 2021 Glacier Falls Summer Classic. It was a club competition last summer. He did not skate in any of the 2021-22 qualifying season competitions. 
he's in first after the short program. Um, he will be skating the free skate later tonight, but we're recording this now, so without a crystal ball, we cannot tell you how he does. But we will put a link to the results in our show notes so that you can see how he does. But it's great seeing Andrew back. Actually, I thought he didn't compete at all last season. And someone had to tell me, oh, no, he had um, competed at Glacier Falls. I thought we hadn't seen him since the 2019-2020 season. But he did, I guess, compete last season a little bit. So it's great seeing Andrew back. And I hope this isn't uh, just one competition for him. We do get to see him throughout the season. So. Absolutely. So moving on to our general skating news, we have a lot of news this week, but I think the biggest news was everyone was kind of posting about it uh, end of last week was we got the first entries for the first Challenger event, which happens to be the U.S. Classic in Lake Placid. It's taking place September 12th through the 16th. For the U.S., for the men, Jimmy Ma, Elia Mullinen, Camden Polkinen and Eric Joberg. So a lot of people are already saying, will we see the quad axle at this competition? Well, I think Elia is the only one who knows <laughs> the answer to that. Right. And then on the women's side, Jill Heiner, Sonia Helmer, Gabby Izzo, Audrey Shin will be on the women's side. And I think that for some of those that is, this is going to be their first um, challenger event, I believe, for Jill and Sonia. So that's great there. And in pairs, we have Emily Chan and Spencer Howe, Maria Mokova and Ivan Mokov, Valentina Plazas and Maximiliano Fernandez, Megan Wessenberg and Blake Isenat. And there are also four dance teams <laughs> on the roster Angela Ling and Caleb Wine. Ava Pate and Logan By, Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov, and Katerina Wolf-Costin and Jeffrey Chen. Yeah. So, pretty good lineup for the U.S. there. Again, some skaters making their uh, Challenger debut. Some have not ever gotten a Challenger assignment, so that's exciting for them. And some are making, you know, senior debuts as well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, on to Canada... Wesley Chu and Stephen Golgolev have both been given the assignment of U.S. Classic. Interesting, no women for Canada. So no women will be competing at the event in Lake Placid. Um, Daphne, what about pairs and dance? So in pairs, we have Lorianne Matei, Diero Ferland, Kellyanne Lauren, and Lucas Athier. And then in dance, Marija Loria and Roman Legac and Haley Sales and Nicholas Wamsteker. Yeah, some other interesting skaters to note who will be competing at the U.S. Classic: Young Yu and Yilam Kim of Korea, Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson of Great Britain, fan favorite Donovan Carello <laughs> of Mexico, Daniel Grossel, and we will be talking about him a little later in the show. And Kevin Amos of France. So we will put a link in our show notes to the whole entry list for the U.S. Classic in Lake Placid. And that is taking place September 12th to the 16th. If you are thinking of going to the U.S. Classic, there will be more information about tickets coming soon. And of course, we'll pass that along as soon as that information comes out. But 
we will tell you and suggest that you listen to our podcast episode that we did from the Lake Placid Ice Dance Championships um, at the end of July, where we talk about Lake Placid's current status of like construction and how the facility is right now, because I'm 100% sure you're going to be dealing with construction and, um, you know, some changes into how things are normally done in Lake Placid if you are to go. So yeah, I definitely recommend that. But again, we'll pass along any information about this event as soon as it becomes available too. Yeah, it should also be noted that this event takes place Monday through Thursday, which is very strange for a an ISU Challenger event or any international event, because usually they're at the end of the week, like a Friday to Sunday or a Thursday to Saturday. So this is a little bit different than what we're used to. Yeah, and that's, I think, playing a f- role into the fact why I'm not going to be able to go is just it's a lot of time taking off from work, from the real job. So, um, but yeah, it is, it's a weird kind of schedule and, and maybe that has to do with the fact of construction or there's something else going on in Lake Placid. I don't, you know, we don't know why that is the case, but yeah, it is a different, It's we're not used to it being over a weekend. Yeah, definitely not. So moving on, I was pretty surprised to learn that Evan Bates Hmm. has been nominated for the World Anti-Doping Agency Athlete Council. He was nominated by the ISU. There are 20 members who make up the Athlete Council. There are eight positions available. 34 people have been nominated. As everyone knows, Bates is a four-time Olympian, three-time world medalist. He was elected to the ISU Athletes Commission as an Ice Dance member. Voting for the WADA Council takes place between August 29th through the 31st. If you want to learn more about the nominees and the council composition, we'll have a link in our show notes. Okay. Well, we have some information about tickets, not for U.S. Classic, but for the European Championships. Individual tickets uh, sales start Tuesday, so tomorrow when you hear this podcast, August 23rd at 10 a.m. local time in Finland. So we will put a link to where you can get tickets in our show notes. And if you would like to volunteer at the MK John Wilson Trophy Grand Prix event in Sheffield, England, the deadline to sign up is Friday, August 29th at 5 p.m. They have a wide range of roles, including setting up for the competition, announcers, flower people, timekeepers, etc. There's a lot going on with that. (laughs) If you are accepted as a volunteer, you will receive refreshments, a jacket, and training sessions so that you can all work together to create an impressive event for the UK. Yeah. And again, without volunteers helping out, the events can't run as successful. So if you've considered volunteering or you thought about it, maybe give it a try. See if it's something that you enjoy doing. You meet a lot of people. So, yeah. It can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So moving on to our segment called Recent Interviews. U.S. Figure Skating's Fan Zone did an interview on Claire Seo, who is preparing for the senior level. The article talks about her training at high altitude. Also, she is competing at the Junior Grand Prix in Courcheval this week. Um, her new programs, her short program has changed to Simple Gifts, which is her Peggy Fleming Trophy artistic program. 
So we will put a link to this article in our show notes. So uh, International Figure Skating Magazine released an article on the new MIDA, Michigan Ice Dance Academy, that was founded by Tanith and Charlie White and Greg Zerlin. The trio's philosophy for the school included helping young skaters navigate the figure skating path. They did extensive research to create the optimal environment for their skaters. They all had a similar vision. This created a great opportunity for Tanith and Charlie to get to work together. So we will put a link to this in the show notes. 2022 Olympic champions Gabriela Papadakis, Guillaume Cizeron, had a documentary in French. It's about 87 minutes long, produced by TV5 in Canada. I have not had a chance to watch no. this yet, so I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully we can, um, I don't know, if we learn anything new from watching it, we'll report it next week. To our knowledge, this documentary does not have subtitles, but maybe one of our French-speaking friends can translate some of the items for us so that we can share with our audience next week. Yeah, that would be good. (laughs) So Golden Skate did an interview with Jennifer Jantz van Rensburg and Benjamin Steffen, who are getting ready for their Grand Prix season, Skate America. Um, They've transitioned to the number one ranked team in Germany. They were pretty disappointed um, about being unable to skate at Worlds due to a positive COVID test. They also talk about their new programs and that they're going to continue to 2026. And they talk a bit about their time in Novi, which they've been doing for the last couple of years. So we will link to that in the show notes. And our last item under recent interviews is... An ISU article called Choreography, Telling Your Story. A bunch of different skaters and coaches were interviewed for this, including Marie-France Dubray, Kana Miramoto, Daisuke Takahashi, Alexa Kniram, and Adam Solia, who hmm. was the choreographer behind Luna Hendricks' programs for the Olympic season. And hmm. actually, I think he's been working with her for quite a while. In the past, he's also created programs for... Some of Alexei Mishin skaters, including Elizaveta Tuktomesheva. It's a great article, so mm-hmm. people should definitely check it out. Yeah. Well, moving on to our social media updates, we have a lot here in this segment as well. Of course, everyone has been abuzz, I guess, with Yuzuru Hanyu starting a YouTube channel. Um, since he started it, it's only been a few weeks. He has more than 680 thousand subscribers mm-hmm. i wish i could you know start a youtube channel and get that many subscribers in a few weeks um he's posted three videos including a practice video um i think the practice video he may have been actually live streaming that which was mm-hmm. a really cool um videos have had more than 7.7 million views so yeah. we will put a link to his YouTube channel if you're not already a subscriber in our show notes. Um, but yeah, that's pretty that's pretty cool for Yuzuru. Okay, so moving on, Alexa Kinnear and Brandon Fraser still so happy that they're coming back this mm-hmm. season. They posted on social media a little bit about their programs and their choreographers for the new season. So they worked with Olympic ice dancers John and Sinead Kerr on their free skate, which is to Harry Styles' song, Sign of the Times. Their short program is what really intrigued me. (laughs) 
because it's to journey separate ways, worlds apart. But it's not the original version. It is the version that was used on the Stranger Things trailer for season five. <laughs> the program was choreographed by Shailen Bourne. And I'll admit, when Gina and I were first getting ready to talk about this today, Gina mentioned to me, oh, they're going to skate <laughs> to a song from Stranger Things. And I said, oh, it'll be Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, because that song's got a huge buzz from the season. And she said, no, it's separate <laughs> ways. And I knew exactly what it is. I had her listen to it. I think it's going to be a great fit for them. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I am too. I am too. Um, yeah, when we, I told her, oh, they're doing something. I know Daphne likes Stranger Things. So I said, oh, they're doing something from Stranger Things. And yes, yeah, she thought it was one, you know, different song that it, it is. Um, I have n was not familiar with it. I have seen Stranger Things the first two seasons. I have not seen the remaining seasons. Um, I have a problem with trying to watch that show when I'm by myself in my house. I can't watch it <laughs> when I'm by myself, <laughs> which is pretty hard because I'm by myself in my house like 95% of the time. So, so I I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, Gina, because you need to watch it. We may need to head to an event a day or two early <laughs> so that I can be with you and you can binge through it and catch up. Because okay. it's really, really good. And you you need to watch it. And my coworkers laugh at me and say, well, it's not that scary. Why can you not watch that, how that show when you're by yourself? I said, because I can't. I'll start seeing things. I just can't. Season five is definitely very scary, so oh, if they say anything to you, tell them, <laughs> well, I might be able to catch up on the next two seasons, but I cannot watch season five because <laughs> it's terrifying. Everybody so. says it's terrifying, so. But I will definitely watch Alexa and Brandon's uh, short program to this. Um, I think they're going to, um, just listening to the song, I think this is so perfect for them, so I'm really looking forward to seeing it, so. Uh, Canada's Michelle Long announced her retirement from competitive skating on Instagram. She is still staying involved in skating. She's doing some choreography and coaching now. Um, and she's going to begin a master's program in sports psychology. Um, and I don't know if many people know this, but Michelle Long was a skating double in the Netflix series Spitting Out. We should have her on to talk about We that. should. I really liked that series. I know mm -hmm. it wasn't everyone's cup of tea. The lead actress, Kaya Scodelaria, was really compelling. Yeah. And I wish that it had gotten a second season. But it's very hard with Netflix to get a second like season. A season right. Or a fourth season. Because they seem to like to chop things down after the first season or the third season. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. So we mentioned, I mentioned him earlier. I said we were going to have some more news about Daniel Grassel, but he has made a coaching change. He announced on Friday he was leaving Enya and will train at the Skating Club of Boston with Olga Gnetcheva and Alexei Letov. Well, he's not the only one changing coaches because U.S. ice dancers Caroline Green and Michael Parsons posted on Instagram that they have left their longtime coaches, Elena Novak and Alexei Kalayakov, and they are now training in Michigan with Tanith White, Charlie White, and Greg Zerline at the Michigan Ice Dance Academy. Hmm. There had been speculation on Twitter 
And this is just the confirmation that we needed. Yeah. Um, moving on, I want to mention, um, we've been discussing the plight of the Ukrainian figure skaters a bit on this mm-hmm. podcast. And I want to mention that Ivan Shmaratko has started a Patreon to help support him and his with his skating expenses. He's got a couple of different tiers. So far, he has raised about $610 a month via Patreon, which is great. And so we're going to include a link to his Patreon in our show notes. And he's been posting videos and just some different things. He's hoping to give a glimpse into what he's doing and to to help raise some money to help him be able to continue skating. And I think it's definitely a worthwhile venture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I support a bunch of different creators on Patreon. Mm Mm-hmm. World and European medalist Tanya Shevchenko has, is releasing a book. It's called Happiness Through Hell. It's available for pre-order. It will be released in November. It's in German only. And Tanya was the last German skater to medal in the women's event at Worlds. Hmm. Well, we have some wedding news. On Friday, Kurt Browning posted on Instagram and Twitter that he and Alyssa Sisney got married recently. We wish um, Alyssa and Kurt much happiness um, in their wedding bliss. Well, Maya and Alex Shibutani were parade marshals for the 80th annual Nisei Week Japanese Festival in Little Tokyo, California. And we have a change. By the time you hear this podcast, you're gonna miss it. Um, I got notified um, over the weekend that Nathan Chen's episode on Family Feud was moved from August 28th to August 21st. So it actually is about to um, air in a few minutes here from when we're recording. But yes, his episode was supposed to be the 28th and it's been moved up to the 21st. I'm not sure why. I was just notified by uh, Nathan's agents about the change and to kind of let people know. We're not going to be able to tell you to watch it. It happened. Hopefully, maybe somebody saw it, DVR'd it. Sorry, we couldn't give you a more of a heads up. I did share the information up on social media, but... Yeah, I was looking forward to this because Nathan and his family are going up against Simu Liu, who is from the Marvel film Shang-Chi and also from Canadian TV show called Kim's Convenience. I'm interested to see how this turns out. Well, I'm going to DVR it while we're finishing up recording. So then maybe next week I can tell you how he did for those who were unable to watch it because you weren't aware of the change in the schedule. So, All right. Well, moving on to our upcoming events for the week. U.S. Figure Skating's Champs Camp is taking place this week. Um, don't know exact dates and locations, but um, I'm sure you're going to see posts from U.S. Figure Skating as well as the athletes participating in that. So stay tuned for that. Yes. And as we've alluded to, the ISU Junior Grand Prix heads to Courcheville to start the 2022 <laughs> Junior Grand Prix series. We're already in the Junior Grand Prix. I know. It's wonderful. So this event does not have pairs, but you can watch it on live stream on YouTube with Ted Barton returning as host. Um, He will help you navigate through the skaters 
uh, performances. You'll, I'm sure, see some skaters you've never seen before. Well, you know, I think uh, Ted is great at helping people learn about the skaters that are new to the series. We're going to see, as Daphne said, a lot of skaters who this is their first time out on the Junior Grand Prix. You may not be familiar with them. Um, We may not even be familiar with them. And uh, Ted does his research very well to find out information about them and really um, highlight their strengths. And and, um, when they skate, you never feel like he is bringing anyone down. He always finds great um, things to say about every skater, whether they had a an amazing performance or whether their performance was not what they expected. He finds those highlight, those special moments and the things about them and what they're working on and all of that. And that's why I enjoyed listening to him because I like to hear that positive stuff. I don't want to hear the negative um, stuff. And so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the Junior Grand Prix starting up and to learning about some of the people I'm not familiar with and hearing Ted again and really getting the season underway here. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of Team USA and a chunk of Team Canada are going to be making their debuts at Courcheval. Mm-hmm. Gina and I went to Lake Placid, so we've seen a few of the teams that are going to be competing there. And this is their first event and it's so exciting i think i mentioned this last week it's so exciting to see the kids getting their team jackets and Mm -hmm. getting ready to go out internationally it's just exciting so next week we'll be reporting on the results from that competition we're going to go ahead and add the links to everything in our show notes so you'll know where to find the live stream where you can see results and what the schedule looks like So watch for that in our show notes. Yeah. And next, the Britannia International, which takes place in Sheffield, uh, is going to give us our first look at Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson. So we'll definitely put the... um, It's not just an ice dance competition. And I went through the list of names. There are some international competitors there as well. But I thought it was of note, Lila and Lewis are a top 10 world's team. It, we're going to get a chance to, to see them, hopefully, it, unless they withdraw. And again, it's something that we should say probably at the start of every episode. <laughs> when we start to talk about competitions, there are sometimes changes between the time that we talk about the competition and when the competition starts. Because teams and skaters will register and then withdraw. So we you know, in good faith, move forward thinking that the rosters are the rosters, but they may change. And so far, Lila and Lewis are on this roster. So we'll see. Well, we have one NQS event for this week. It is the Sherwood Invitational. Um, It's taking place in Sherwood, Oregon, and it's a national qualifying series event for singles. That is a lighter event week. Mm-hmm. From what we've been having, especially with regard to NQS, but we're starting to really kick off the international season with the JDP Mm -hmm. and the Britannia International. I think, Gina, it's about to get even busier than it has been. Oh, yeah. Because we're, you know, approaching September here. We're really going to be going here, so... 
Now that the Junior Grand Prix, you know, starts, we've got an event every week for the next couple of weeks. So, except there's a break in there. There's, you know, between, obviously that's why we didn't have Junior Grand Prix assignments for the fourth Junior Grand Prix event because the first three happen and then there's a break and then it continues. So that's why if you were thinking, oh, why didn't we get Junior Grand Prix assignments this week? Because there was a there's a week between the third and the fourth week, so that meant a week between when we would get assignments. So we should have assignments for the fourth event this week. Yes. So one item that we could not put on our list this week is the skating magazine voting opened oh, yes. up like kind of in between our weeks and it also closed before recording this episode. So what I want to let you guys know is anything like that, we're definitely posting or retweeting on social media. So Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. And as we said, we are on all of the socials, Twitter, it's at this WK in skating, and then Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating. We love to hear your feedback and your questions. If you're going to be watching the Junior Grand Prix this week, let us know. Tell us if there's somebody you're interested in seeing, or, you know, if you're interested in learning about some of our up-and-coming skaters, let us know. You can reach out to us on social media, or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We really appreciate the support that we've received via email and social media. It helps us shape where we're going with the podcast moving forward. Gina, we heard from someone this week. We did. So Sean is a writer for me at Figure Skaters Online, and actually he is a student at Columbia University. Him and I haven't communicated much this summer because he's been doing an internship with CBS News in Washington, D.C., And um, he emailed me this week to, you know, he's going back to school and he wanted to check in and see what, you know, he, I needed him to work on. And at the end of his email, and I did not, you know, again, say, Sean, hey, we got a podcast here. You got to listen to it. He said, by the way, I've been listening to your fantastic skating podcast and wanted to congratulate you and Daphne both again for launching such an amazing project. And that was just so great to see that he's been listening because he is a very busy person um, between school and his internship. And then he also wants to write um, for me at Figure Skaters Online. Sean used to um, compete, used to skate. So it's just, um, it's great. And so I was nice and I wanted to share that with Daphne and wanted to share it with our listeners that um, someone is appreciative of our podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Sean. It really helps for us to know what you guys are thinking. You can leave a review too on Apple Podcasts because that helps make us more available to other listeners. Mm-hmm. So the more reviews we get there, especially a written review, that definitely helps even more. So, in getting ready to close out our podcast, we will spotlight some of the things going on at icedance.com and Figure Skaters Online. So, over at IDC, Gina did an interview with Ava Pate and Logan By. We saw them in Lake Placid. It was great to get to see their programs this early in the season. Gina, why don't you tell our audience what's coming up next? So, Ava and Logan are very 
fun to talk to. Um, when I talk to them in Lake Placid, they're just a lot of fun. So I asked them, would you like to be on our podcast? And they said yes. So they will be joining us on our podcast next week. And yes. because I've just talked to them and I've asked them questions, we're opening it up to you guys. So if you have any questions for them, um, you know, they are skating to Riverdance. So if you have some questions about their Riverdance program or anything, they are going to be at Champs Camp this um, coming week. And so they'll be joining us just after they got back from Champs Camp. So if you want to ask them about that um, experience, please send us your questions. You can, again, send us them on social media. We'll put out a little plug um, on social media later in the week. Um, but also you can just email us this week in skating at gmail.com because we would love to ask your questions. But yes, yeah, stay tuned. They're going to be on our podcast next week. So They will. We're going to record the episode the same day that we record our regular episode. We will either have it be part of that episode or if it's long enough, it may be its own standalone episode. We'll see. Yeah. Um, also over at IDC, I posted another article for the new team series where we checked in with the junior team of Alisa Corneva and Kieran McDonald of Canada. Oh, well, over at FSO, it was a little bit of more of a quiet week. I have Cranberry Cup photos. I am missing one gallery. <laughs> I will say that um, accidentally Robin sent me um, photos of the same thing twice. So um, I'm missing the men's um, short program, senior men's short program. So as soon as I get them from her, I will um, get those up on the website. But then she didn't go anywhere this week. So and I was a little slow at getting the photos all done. But yeah, cranberry cup photos are there. And yeah, that's it over at Figure Skaters Online. You know, when we're at events, it gets so hectic and crazy that I'm not surprised that that would happen because no. <laughs> you just, it gets so hectic and you think you've done something and you sent something twice. So Robin's had a busy time the last she couple has. of weeks. She's been doing events, I think three events in the last month. She, yeah, she took it easy this week, um, which was good. And I, um... Don't think she's got anywhere she's going um, this coming week either. So let her just relax a little bit before she gets really going. I think her next event will probably be U.S. Classic um, in mm -hmm. Lake Placid. She was very excited when I passed along the um, roster to her. She was like, oh, yes, great. Now I can get my travel arrangements all together, um, seeing who's competing in Lake Placid. So, Yeah. Well, and with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs> <laughs>